Today I am joined by Human and Nima, and we'll be talking about Tinder swindler Simon Laviv and Anna Sorkin. I think we should start with Simon Laviv. I think he's probably the most relevant, uh, especially because he's made he- headlines. Excuse me again um, when it was just announced that he is actually being sued by the real Laviv family. So, do you want to go ahead and get started by telling us a little bit about the lawsuit, and we can discuss that, dissect it, and take it from there. Sure. Yeah. So once the Netflix um, series was aired, um, obviously there was a lot of attention to his name, to his website. He claimed to be um, son of a family of um, this like big um, diamond, tycoon. diamond tycoons in Israel, right? Um, and went by the name of Simon Lviv. Uh, but now the family says that obviously what he did was defamation, so they filed a lawsuit because um, he's been hurting their brand. So what's interesting is that according to Israeli law, um, uh, so they filed both civilly and criminally. So what's interesting is that according to Israeli law, uh, only the state can bring criminal charges. However, there is a an exception. Um, and so the Lviv family attorney is saying that because of his conduct, um, he falls under this exception, which is malice defamation. And so therefore, they are able to bring this lawsuit as private citizens, and they, pr- they plan on pursuing this fully, to the full extent of uh, Israeli law. I don't really know, obviously, to what extent that is, but I think uh, it's interesting that they're, they're pursuing criminal charges as well. Yeah. Well, I think he, he deserves to be gone after for the criminal charges, and civilly as well. He's obviously hurt a lot of people. Uh, with his uh, with this scam, and it was a bit of a Ponzi scheme. I saw a Tinder swindler just last night, so that is the extent of my familiarity. But it, you know, he fooled one person after another uh, with his uh, with his at least maybe not promises, but at least implications with his wealth that he'd be able to right. you know provide uh, to some extent for some of these people, and they uh, they fell for it. And uh, he's, he fooled a lot of people, hurt a lot of people, and in the process, though, I don't think he, he had any malice towards the Lviv family. I think he just had complete disregard for who he hurt in order to get what he wanted. And so I think he deserves whatever's coming to him. I think he had some malice, and I'll tell you why. Because in uh, 2015, he actually went and legally changed his name to Simon Lviv. So we see the sort of premeditated approach to what he intends on doing. So um, that was, I think, the start of this whole thing, right? He legally changes his name uh, to, to uh, what's his real name? It's something with an H, I apologize. Fact, something, something, Hayut, yes. So he changes his his name and last name to uh, further this sort of goal. Um, And then he he photoshops photos of of himself into that family. So to me, there's there's a a decent amount of sort of premeditation uh, into this Ponzi scheme, as you called it, very, very elaborate, uh, pretty I mean, if, can I say this? Pretty genius. I mean, the, he went. <laughs> he's a fraudster. I, I mean, he's, he's a, a fraudster, fraudster yeah. but like he took it to another level. I mean, we're talking about um, very elaborate lies, uh, very convincing lies, because he was able to fool not one, not two, but multiple women, uh, multiple companies. Um, 
So before we talk about that, I do want to talk about the defamation aspect. So why is the family going after him? Um, and that's because he's used the family name to get a lot of these private chartered uh, jets and um, uh, yachts and uh, you know, villas and, and all of these lavish things that he that we saw in the show he used the, the Levy family name in order to get himself uh, onto certain lists and and like I said uh, get private jets and whatnot so now those companies are going after the, the Levy family um, for compensation certainly but also they the, the family just wants to make sure that that they are separated from him and and people know that they had nothing to do uh, with the scam yeah obviously the brand's been tarnished but also um I think what was reading what he was doing was creating websites, right? Under yeah. the name, mm-hmm. um, the Levy family. So um, I read something about them wanting to actually get those websites from him uh, to make sure nobody's profiting L- from LBD, that. LLD Diamonds. LLD Diamonds, yeah. yeah. So and so he would just like go on there and uh, certainly they have uh, websites themselves, but he would tweak certain things to, to include his name and to include his brand. And so if you do actually Google him, it seems legit. It would come up, right? Especially since he's changed his name, so it seemed, it seemed, seemed legit. Seemed it seemed legit, legit. Yeah. He, on the surface, it was it was, found, yeah. it was legit. Um, uh, so let's talk about the scam a little bit. I don't know if uh, there's really anyone at this point who who hasn't heard of this guy. Maybe you haven't seen the documentary or read enough about him. But basically, what he did, he went on Tinder. Uh, he met his victims on on Tinder. Uh, he took them out on very very lavish dates. Uh, he showered them with gifts and these gestures and and. First date, he took one of the women, Celia, I think, uh, on a private jet to London. Um, he met with her at the Four Seasons Hotel. So everything about him, including his appearance, seemed uh, to sort of uh, fall in line with this story. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so since you've watched it very recently, tell me a little bit about your thoughts as you were watching this. Well, you know, part of me felt like it's, I'm still a little bit surprised that they fell for it because he was so dramatic talking about he's got these enemies that are after him and everything came back to that. Every dramatic kind of incident, anytime he had some issues, needed some money, he'd go back to the same, same reason that his enemies are chasing him. It sounded, would come across as paranoia, I think, for a lot of people. So I think it would be natural to question. I think these women also question, but it's also... Maybe hard when uh, you want to believe something, perhaps, and uh, um, so yeah, he it was all very elaborate. He did a lot of pre- a lot of premeditated planning. He had the whole wardrobe, tens of thousands of dollars worth of brand name uh, attire, and he really played the part, and he he really fooled them. But I still think it, you know, it's a, a little bit surprising that. Uh, they were completely fooled by it because it seemed it, se- nice it seemed a little bit far fetched. That's a very it good a woman answer. You're very <laughs> well, politically correct. <laughs> well, look, I think I, I think it's because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why would somebody just give you know when you put it in perspective and look at it from an outside? Why would anyone? First of all, how did this woman have so much money to fund his lifestyle? Well, she got right? a lot of loans. Um, a lot of them were getting loans easily though. Yeah. They would just apply for loans and would just get them, get extra yeah. lines of credits and. Um, but some of it who was helping them because he would hire them yeah. as, as his employees, maybe so, sometimes, you so know, I think that fabricate was, checks, that was things Celia. like that. Um, and for those of you who have watched Tinder, Tinder Swindler, he was, she was the first woman that, that appears on it. And yeah, so he hired her, uh, into the Lviv LLD diamonds. Uh, and then he, he fabricated fake paychecks. So, and pay stubs. So 
it it boggles my mind to the, the the extent that he went to. But but yes, I agree. He did help them get these high um, credit lines. And and he did his research on on the woman too. You know, he like he was able to find people that were vulnerable that would fall for it, and they would they they happened to fall in love with him every time. You know, I mean. Except that in for, itself except for one. But this is how brilliant he is. Because one of the women did not, uh, she, she, she says that she was not interested in a romantic relationship right. with him. But he befriended her anyway. Yeah. And right. so he kind of kept her at arm's length. And, he, and he, he fabricated a girlfriend so that she knows that, you know, it, this is just a platonic relationship. And then she fell for it. Yeah. So he, he, that's why I say it's kind of like a master manipulator but it's kind of brilliant he well he definitely targeted these women and he uh his intention the whole time was obviously to scam them out of money to live the lifestyle he wanted to live um there was some comparisons uh with uh with uh anna sorkin you know Mm -hmm. the other recent documentary about a scam artist well it's not a documentary it was a, a series uh inventing anna on anna sorkin also went by anna delvey she had a dream that she seemed to want to make happen. And I think she really bought into it and maybe didn't have necessarily ma- bad intentions. She thought her dream would succeed and then everybody would benefit from it. She was just trying to make it happen without uh, actually having her own funding and trying to fake her own funding on the back so that other people would fund it. But I don't think her intention was to uh, sucker people out of money uh, like like uh, Simon Levives was to the to the same extent. She might have also been a little bit delusional. It seemed the yeah, the show so kind of portrayed her as she I might have had a second personality that Anna Delvey took over Anna Sorkin. Kind I of, I agree with you, yeah. but I do want to pin, put a pin on it for a second because she there's a whole lot to uncover there. Um, what I do want to talk about is the fact that um, uh, Simon Levive what Levive was um, sentenced to five months in prison. So a lot of people have taken uh, issue with this, right? Because they're like, well, he, he conned so many people. Why is he in prison for five months? I want to clarify that he spent five months in prison because of charges brought against him prior to this elaborate scheme. So he didn't just wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going to be swindling people on Tinder. No, he has a history of this. So when he was living in Israel, he um, he conned a family into like, babysitting so it's like little ponzi schemes here and there and so he ended up serving a five-month sentence for that Mm -hmm. he's certainly uh, facing uh, more significant charges and a longer prison sentence for the current uh, charges brought against him by the Levy family as well as the victims yeah he's he's been a scam artist the whole time and he's apparently living the life he's living as if he's rich and i don't know where he's getting the money now maybe who he's fooling now well he's making club appearances and he's making like 20 grand per appearance so this documentary probably helped him yeah i just think maybe maybe it's good because we don't have that option here in states right under defamation to be able to sue both privately for damages as well as criminal charges um so i think maybe that's that's just a blessing in disguise and that's why they're doing it and the other thing is even though he's getting this twenty thousand dollar um income for his appearances he probably doesn't have that much money to be able to pay back, right? So I think the Levy family is suing him, one, to distance themselves from the brand, from him, uh, separate themselves and, and shield themselves against the companies that are gonna come after them. And what they have also said publicly is that any money they're able to recover, they're going to give back to the victims, which is, I mean, look, if they're in fact the, the tycoons that they claim to be, I think they, they definitely don't need the money. So to me, it definitely does sound like this lawsuit is brought 
for the sole purpose of distancing themselves uh, and making because look there I've never heard of this company I've never heard of this family perhaps if we lived in Israel maybe but I haven't so now it's a worldwide known uh, company so I, I see why they've they've made a very um, strong effort to distance themselves from from the situation. Yeah. And so, as a diamond company, it might not be bad to get try to get some good publicity and give money I mean, to the look, victims instead of taking it for yourself. Is, exactly. Publicity. Any, right. any publicity is, is good publicity, but I think in this uh, circumstance, I think that's the, the driving force. So one other thing I want to talk about before we end uh, the Simon Lviv uh, segment of this, of this podcast is um, the victims. Because as with all things uh, on social media, you know, there's, there's a, a big portion of people who say, you know, well, I feel really bad. Uh, you know, how could they have gotten uh, duped? And then there's an even bigger, I think, a community of people who feel like, how did that even happen, right? right? So without victim shaming, but let's just talk about what we know, right? This guy, you meet him on Tinder. Uh, he takes you on one or two dates. And then almost immediately, he starts asking for money, mm-hmm. right? So I think, in, in my opinion, it's... Let me backtrack. So my issue with with all the money that was given to him by these women was at what point do you stop and say, wow, this is a lot of money. It's not fine. The first 10K, maybe I can get on board with, but now it's like 40, 50. Some of them gave him in excess of $250,000. That's a lot of money to be taking out on behalf of someone that you don't really know. And so my issue was at no point in time did these women think for someone who is this diamond mogul, does he not have cash? Stacked somewhere. Okay, I understand people are after you. You have enemies, mysterious enemies. Um, You can't use your credit cards. Okay, I can get on board. No cash? You've got zero stacked somewhere? I mean, people like that generally have money somewhere, right? Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I touched on earlier. I think, you know, the heart wants what it wants. Confirmation bias is is a strong, strong thing. So I think they wanted to believe that... He was legitimate that they had found somebody that was so charming and took care of them and they were willing to do what it took to kind of further this relationship and probably I'm sure they had their doubts but told themselves otherwise and hoped for the best and it just turned out to be that that little voice in their head was probably right all along. I don't know. Maybe I'm just but I don't see it. Sorry. But I appreciate that. I I think we talked about this earlier, right? He obviously targeted these women who were vulnerable. But if you watch the show too, um, it's quick, but it's not that quick because he tried to spend a lot of time with them, right? Like he flies them in and out and then he's texting, they're talking like daily. And then at some point during the text messages, you know, he's he's telling them how much he loves them. They want to have a baby together. They want to get married. And then he even had, you know, a couple of them to like get flown to different places in London looking for apartments. And I give him a budget, you know, an apartment for $20,000 a month. Go look for his apartments. And, you know, people get excited, Um, especially, again, they were vulnerable. They were in in a position that like, hey, this is this is a guy that I love. And when you again, when you Google his name at the time, everything checked out. and he set it up, it's almost like, you know, like you said, he's, he's kind of a genius, the way he set it up, yeah. that, you know, he had his bodyguard, that they, were, they would talk, and then, yeah, and then one day he would show that, you know, the, body, the bodyguard was attacked or something, right. look yeah. at him. And so one of the women actually was uh, interviewed recently, uh, I forget which, which news station, but she said, 
um, she was pressed about the same thing. Like, how did you fall for this kind of a con? And she said, most people just don't have a bodyguard. Like, why would this big dude be following him around? And, you know, so I, so it sounds like this was, this was sort of a selling point for her. But again, me, I'm just like, he could have he could have just been a buddy and they're sharing this money. Also, look, it's 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 too good to be true. And sometimes, like 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 Nima Nima said, is is that confirmation bias, right? Because it's too good to be true, but the, they want to believe it. They want it to be true. It's the, it's that fantasy that are like is finally coming true. That I, that I met the love of my life and he has all this money. He's hiring me. He's giving me the money. He has X, Y, and Z. And then and then originally he doesn't ask him for a lot of money. He starts small. Oh, only he goes, give me like this, give me a bank, you know, let me get a credit card. It's only like five grand. And then like, it just goes That's up. That's a lot of money to be giving up. to people you met on Tinder. I'm sorry. I'm going to stay firm on this. I, I mean, if, if they spend a ton of money on you, though, like if he's flying him on a private First, jet to places, yeah. you know, they're like, exactly. oh, there should, 5, he should have, he should have rich you. friends that who don't have enemies that he can borrow money from. Like to me, the whole thing, at some point you have to stop. I understand. But I also think at some point you have to stop and be like, something's not right here. Instead of, hey, MX, um, I need a credit line increase. That, that to me was the craziest part of it, where yes. they would just call MX and, and try to prove every single one. I mean, that, that's past the point of trying to even dispute any charges. And so it was fraudulent because they're like, yeah, it's me, it's me. Yeah, just, exactly. Just and you're saying it's me, it's me. And you're seeing the amount of charges and they're daily. And... Uh, I, and to me, it's just one of those things when when you're doing it and you're like, this is a bad idea, and I know it's a bad idea, I'm and I feel it in yeah. my gut, but I'm yeah, gonna do it, do it anyway because I, I want it to be you true. Exactly. and I want it to be good. I think we've and, all done that a little bit ourselves. Yeah. So I can I can relate, but you know, you expect people to lie a little bit, put their best. I say lying on on dating apps, put their best foot forward, play the part, put the best pictures of themselves they have up. So you expect people not to be exactly who they are, but this is completely different. This guy fabricated a whole person and just fooled one person after another with the intention of using their money to live a, live a certain lifestyle. And he promised, he showed promises of them being able to live that lifestyle with him. Uh, it just turned out not to be, not I'm to like, be true. Nowadays with social media and the digital footprint that's out there, it's, it's so much easier to do these things, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Because I mean, he was verified on Instagram. He had ton of followers and I, I either I don't remember if it was somebody at the firm or I read somewhere but he, he apparently got scammed by the person who was supposed to verify him something I heard like about that, that did too. you hear about that like he, one of the girls said like I had a somebody like reached out to him and said I have like yeah. family members working at Facebook yeah and give me X amount of money we'll try to get you verified <laughs> and then he got um, scammed yeah I heard about um, that too so okay I think this is a good transition to uh, talk a little bit about Anna uh, Anna Devine. Anna Delvey was the made-up name, Anna Sorkin. Anna Sorkin is, yeah. is the actual person. So you alluded to, to her a little bit. Tell us uh, uh, briefly about what her story is. Um, yeah. You know, we, we started off with the dream, but what was it? She she wanted to be part of that New York elite. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly her background. I think she came from Germany, though might have had some uh, Russian background. And her dream was to start this social club and uh, where you know the elite would come and it would just kind of have everything and be high society and uh, wanted to make a business out of this and she uh, pretended to be a an heiress to some huge million dollar fortune. yeah some huge fortune and had a trust but her dad would you know uh, 
lock it up sometime, keep her from getting getting the money and needed to always ask people to, to, to support her. She'd stay at hotels, said the money's coming and defrauded a bunch of hotels out of... Uh, you know, free stays, basically. Not that these hotels are her. So unlike Simon Laviv, who had a, a fake bodyguard, she had a fake financial advisor who she used to con banks um, out of whatever the amount of money that she was trying to get because she had this financial advisor who could attest to the amount of money she has and the fortune that she has coming. Yeah, and Quotes is right because her financial advisor, well, maybe I shouldn't, spoiler alert. No, her, it's okay. <laughs> her financial advisor was her with just a voice mark. Yeah. Right. modification tool so um, yeah so she she was trying to fool these banks into investing in in her company and you know the point of investing is to make money off something so I don't think the point of her point was to steal it was just to try to get this dream to happen at any cost and I think she really bought into it this accent this this personality that she created and it's maybe she fooled herself a little bit in, in the process and but you know, I think I think she wasn't as malicious in what she wanted to do. Even the one individual that she fooled, uh, you know, profit in the end. She, uh, Katie Lowe's, I think her name is. She wrote a book, um, and she got all of money refunded from from Amex or whatever the credit card was. And honestly, she was. They were all enjoying the same trip together that they paid for. She was hoping to have a free ride, and ultimately, she ended up having to pay for it. And and then she decided to uh, to uh, turn on her turn on her her friend that she said she she loved. In the end, she was fine for it, uh, profited off of it. And I think I I I, I think Anna Del was a little bit more of a genius and maybe a little bit more deluded. But uh, I think she had a, a well intentioned dream, just went about it at all costs. That's all. You're also a little bit of a bleeding heart. So yeah, I, I'm going to take that with a grain. I, I see where you're coming from this I one time. I believe in the good in people. You do. You know? This one time, I get, I see where you're yeah, Look, it is what it is, right? I mean, that's just, it, this makes for a good conversation. But um, I see where you're coming from. I, I feel like I would have felt the same had I not watched her. Uh, uh, in trial and had I not seen some of her interviews she has zero remorse yeah. and she does not take accountability for a no. thing she doesn't think she's a crook uh, and so yeah. multiple times when she's asked you know you fraud she's like what fraud she's like if you're stupid to fall for it then that's on you so that's her attitude and I think it makes it very difficult to to like somebody like that and try to kind of see the good in someone who is just very like too bad so sad yeah but part of me is also you know those those banks those companies that were trying to invest in her you know they wouldn't have had an issue if she did have the 60 million dollar behind her uh, but she, they they all loved her idea so because she wasn't this uh, this extremely wealthy person who could you know, return the favor or what have you, as opposed to them just profiting from their investment in her idea, uh, they had a problem with it. Um, but they wouldn't have had a problem if she was uh, she was this other wealthy person like they were. So you know, they had a problem because she wasn't wealthy. So I, I a little bit of I, like a Robin Hood. Type yeah, type yeah a little bit, that, a little bit. You know what? I don't, I don't know her idea was like to that extent, but I agree with you to some extent that. Her, her situation, her story was a little bit more dif different yeah. uh, from Simon Lviv. And the reason for it, because like you said, he was going against people, he was going after people, he was defrauding people. Um, he had to know what he were, was doing. And he, he knew exactly what yeah. he was doing. 
But with her, and I think it's time for another one of my Seinfeld references, um, George always says it's not a lie if you believe in it. She put up this <laughs> that, person. That's right. She <laughs> made up this lie, and she <laughs> believed in it. And, and for her, the way like I, I, I read Simon the story is when I said Well, for her, yeah. it was kind of like, this is like a fight for survival right right yeah. i'm gonna come in this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna try it to get was, this okay. money he can argue there's a money. fight for survival too i mean he wants to lead that lavish lifestyle like, at and the end of the day like it. most of there there are hotels that like gave her a ton of money and they're not even coming forward they're, yeah. like, they're just like whatever she, she didn't hurt anybody in you the know? end some some they're just both crooks <laughs> they are we agree. Can, we okay. agree. Okay. absolutely okay. we agree and, and she's actually Making serving sure time that we're not no no we agree she just doesn't believe she just doesn't believe it i think she sincerely believed that what she was doing was okay so there's less malice there I think I don't I don't think that's less malice per se but mm-hmm. I, I agree that like again the story is different yeah, the I, type of fraud is different right. I think what you guys are trying to get to which which Tell hear me us. out I think what you guys are trying to get to is that it's okay to defraud she basically defrauded rich people right to so like banks and stuff um, versus someone who's more vulnerable Right. Well, okay. So, this is so this is my point. She's, she's I think this is a distinction as, I'm trying to not, make. It's so much easier to fool a person than it is a bank. And it's to me, it is on the bank that that was being defrauded yeah. because I have so many different like uh, systems and securities in place to make sure to prevent these types of things. Yeah. Right. So if a bank fell for a trust fund baby who has millions of dollars but there's no money, and and they just want to wrote a blank check. Yeah. Uh, to, to fund her lifestyle is different. There's a distinction I want to make clear and why I defend her a little bit. You know, she she was she was maybe def- trying to uh, defraud them as far as fool them into thinking that she had these funds so that they would invest. But she wasn't trying to, like Simon Lviv, take money from these women and ne- have no intention of returning it. Her intention was to get these people to invest in her, in her idea and have the idea be a booming success. She had huge dreams of it. And if it is a booming success, then those banks are going to recover their investment and then some. She was just trying to get them to take that initial step without the promise of her having this fortune to back it up to begin. She needed. She was trying to fool them into taking a greater risk than what they would have taken otherwise. But her intention the whole time was to have a successful so social she club. Says. So, so she, she says, says right? And, so and, when and, she's handed, let's say, $20 million or whatever her investment was, who knows? What Look, and, and she was a pathological liar. Yeah, we know she, she told a yes. different story to everybody. Like we're not—I'm not defending yeah. her by any means. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a distinction between the two. I agree, there's a distinction, I, certainly. But I think that I—I I can't sympathize with one over the other. Right. To me, they're—they're they're both scummy people, uh, you know. And and I think one is a little bit more of like a sociopath than the other. To be completely honest with you. Um, I think it's a little bit of a difference of opinion as to who we think is the sociopath. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, they both are just bad people. They both conned, whether it's a bank. They wanted to get rich fast by lying, defrauding. And there's a reason why there's laws against these things, sure. you know. And so, it, you know, and so this is, it leads me to my next point. These people are now celebrities in celebrities in our culture. Yeah, right. And and so what does that say about us is that we kind of take these like bad actors and we glorify them. We're not paying them 20 grand uh, per club appearance. She's getting a book deal. She's um, uh, she has some kind of like a Netflix uh, contract where she not even the, just a documentary. I think she's doing something, something else, else something else on top. So so what do you think about this glorification of people like that? 
I think that's just we've talked about this in other um, podcasts, but I thought I heard. Yeah. You know, it's just like that's just the era we're in. Like people thrive on these things. They love the drama. They love saying this stuff. And yeah, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. We're just monetizing on it. Yeah, you know, and you can't really stop it. The, the serial so, killer documentaries were huge right, recently. So, right, I mean, it's but I think I think what's interesting is that it it almost. It doesn't serve as like a de- deterrence, right? So if you get in trouble and you know you are just done for and you're never heard from again, then then the next swindler will think twice about what they're doing. But I feel like it's almost like a well, I'll do this. I may serve a prison sentence, like she says. By the way, she she has uh, was it Good Morning America? She was on some kind of a show, uh, 60 Minutes, and she's like, yeah, I served time and that was great. I don't regret it. Right, okay, and so why? Because she knew she's coming out, and she's gonna have a book deal. She's gonna have all these things. So someone else who wants to potentially follow this path is gonna think, "All right, I'll serve a few years, but when I come out, I'm gonna be a celebrity. That's right. It might be worth it." Yeah. And so that is my problem with with this new culture that um, we are part of. Well, the only thing we can do is not watch these documentaries. But we do anyway, <laughs> but we do. And then as we sit here and talk about it. And then we sit here and talk it, about it. And then people watch us talk about it. So <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, a it's a cycle. So that's just about all the time we have. Thank you for joining me this week, Human and Nima. Uh, thank you to all of our viewers. Please subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all of our uh, podcast platforms.